Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. A reminder that during the month of October, you can get Tales of the Dim Night for free. My first superhero comedy novel is available as a free digital download, along with a lot of other great superhero books. Just go to tiny.cc slash sup giveaway. That's tiny.cc slash soup giveaway. All right, well, now it's time for today's episode of Superman. The original air date, August the 18th of 1948. I do want to uh, caution you on the next part that it uh, ends abruptly, but that's just how all copies of that episode end. But here now, not ending abruptly, is The Mystery of the Letter, Part 3. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman is searching for Lois Lane's missing sister, Diana, the girl reporter, completely exhausted, has fallen asleep while seated in the living room of her sister's apartment. A slight noise at the door causes her to twitch restlessly, but she doesn't awaken. Nor does she stir when the door opens softly and then closes. But suddenly, a moment later, a closer sound, or perhaps instinct, causes Lois to open her eyes. Then she bolts upright, a scream choking in her throat. For a man, his coat collar turned up and a mask covering his face, crouches but a foot away. And in his hand, he holds a revolver pointed at her heart. Before the girl reporter can gather herself to scream, the man speaks. Do not make a sound, mademoiselle. Or you will die. Well, gang, our vacation won't last much longer, so I hope you're enjoying it to the fullest, for vacation times are good times. But unfortunately, they don't mean the same to all boys and girls, even here in the United States. I'm thinking particularly of thousands of children, sons and daughters of migrant farm workers who travel to different sections of the country to help harvest the crops. And since they are constantly on the move, they don't have much opportunity to join in community life and sports and fun. But there are some fine young people who are doing something about that situation. Yes, this summer, under the auspices of the Home Missions Council, some 200 college boys and girls are spending their own vacations in the encampments of migrant workers, organizing all kinds of activities for these thousands of boys and girls. But for the precious summer vacations which they are giving up, these 200 college students will be well rewarded in the satisfaction that comes only with the knowledge that you have been of help to your fellow man. Now, naturally, we can't all gain that same satisfaction that comes from helping these boys and girls, but we can do so by helping others. And you can do that by insisting on fair play for everybody in everything you do, in every game you play. You can help others by practicing and speaking up for sportsmanship. 
Pick your playmates and your teammates on the basis of their own good qualities and not because of their religion or race or the amount of money their fathers may have in the bank. Just remember that every time you help somebody else, you're helping to build a better town and a better country and a better world for all of us to live in. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Lois Lane's sister Diana, a professional dancer, disappeared mysteriously from her apartment in Paris, Clark Kent, who, unknown to all, is Superman, streaked to Paris to aid Lois in the search for her sister. Learning that Diana had quarreled bitterly that night with Raymond, her dancing partner, and that Raymond had then left for Madrid in a chartered plane, Superman took to the air in pursuit. Meanwhile, in Diana's apartment, Lois awoke suddenly to find herself menaced by a masked man with a gun. And before she could overcome the temporary paralysis of shock to cry out for help, the man pointed his gun at her heart and said, Do not make a sound, mademoiselle, or you will die. Now, unaware of Lois's peril, Superman is streaking through the night skies in pursuit of Raymond's plane. Suddenly, as he rockets above the Pyrenees Mountains that are the border between France and Spain, he sights a two-motor transport plane. That's the plane I want. Down to it. Down! Flashing down to the speeding plane, Superman wrenches open the passenger's door and leaps inside. Except for the pilot and co-pilot who are in the cockpit behind a closed door, only two persons are in the plane. A tall, light-haired young man and a dark-haired young woman, each asleep in their seats on opposite sides of the aisle. After a glance at the girl, Superman taps the young man on the shoulder. Wake up, Raymond. Uh, what? Wake up. Uh, I want to talk to you. Hey, great snakes. Who are you? Superman. Superman? That's right. Well, where'd you come from? How'd you get I here? I came from Paris to see you. Are you really Superman or am I dreaming? You're not dreaming. I thought Diana Lane might be on this plane with you, but that girl across the aisle is not she. So you tell me. Where is Diana? Diana? Why... She's in Paris. Where in Paris? Why, in her apartment, I guess. No, she isn't. Now, look, what's this all about? Diana has disappeared. Disappeared? That's right. What do you know about it? I, I don't know anything. How could I? You called on her early this evening, didn't you? Why, yes. And you quarreled with her? You threatened her? Yes, I mean no. Don't lie, you were overheard. Well, if I did, it didn't mean anything. I was pretty sore. She Why were you me... angry with her? Because... Well, she broke up our tour. We were a dance team, you know. Yes, I know. We started but... during the war, entertaining the troops. And this last year, we were going great guns. Got terrific notices wherever we played. Then we were booked all over the continent. I know all that. Get to the point, please. Well, we just finished a very successful engagement in Paris at the Cafe Can Can, and were set with a swell booking in Madrid, when suddenly, out of a blue sky, Diana told me the tour was off. Did she say why? Only that she was going back home. I see. So you quarreled. Naturally, I hit the ceiling. We'd worked like dogs to get where we were, and now she was throwing it all away. Are you sure she gave no other reason for calling off the tour? Well, now that you mention it, I, I do recall her giving me some silly stuff about being in danger, but in I... danger? Personally? Yes, I didn't believe her, though. I thought... Just she... a moment. What sort of danger did she say she was in? From whom? Well, she said she didn't know, except it had something to do with that letter. What letter? Oh, some crazy letter she got hold of somehow. I don't know exactly. It was in French. Neither of us could read it. But Diana was curious. 
few days later, she told me that when she tried to get somebody to translate it for her, she got into trouble. That's odd. Oh, it does sound goofy, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it certainly does. Frankly, I didn't believe her. Even when she told me she'd got a couple of threatening phone calls. Why didn't you believe her? Well, I... I thought she was just making up a story as an excuse to break up our dance tour. Oh? Yeah, you see, she'd met an American millionaire in London who was crazy about her, so I thought she wanted to go back home and marry him. I see. So that's, that's why, why we quarreled. Mm-hmm. I told her she was letting me down, and then I left. But I don't know a thing about her disappearance, so help me, I don't. Well, if that's true, why did you charter this plane and run away? I didn't run away. The act was booked to Madrid and a lot of other places, and I didn't want to lose the booking. So I hired Yvette, uh, that's the girl sleeping across the aisle, I see. She's a good dancer and looks something like Diana. I'm hoping I can keep the act going with her. Well, look, the, about that letter you mentioned, it sounds pretty fishy, but I'd like to know more. Do you know where it is? Well, I, I suppose Diana has it. Wait, maybe it's still in the picture. Picture? What picture? Well, Diana always kept her money in valuables in a folding picture frame. You know, one of those double pictures that stand on a dresser. Uh-huh. She had photographs of her sister Lois and herself in the frames, and there was a false back behind it. And she kept this letter in the false back? That's right. I remember her getting it to show me. Then it might still be in her apartment. All right, come on, Raymond. Uh, where? You and I are going back to Paris. If you're telling the truth, this letter might be a lead to Diana. If not, well, we can be in Paris in a few minutes. Uh, and a few we... minutes? We're almost in Madrid. That's right, but we're going back via Superman Express. Now, wake up Yvette and tell her you'll join her in Madrid later. If you've told me the truth. Hurry. What a trip that was, Superman. Here's Diana's rooming house, Raymond. Come on inside. Okay. Now, we'll go right up to Diana's apartment. Lois should be there, and we can... Great Scott, what's this? Uh, Somebody's lying on the floor. Yes. It's old Jean, the concierge. She's unconscious. Yes, he was struck on the head. What in the world has happened here now? Kneeling by the elderly caretaker who lies unconscious in the hall, Superman is not yet aware of a further startling development which is in store for him. We'll be back in a moment to find out what it is, so keep listening. At one time or another, gang, I guess you've all come up against the wiseacre who goes around bragging that he's different and better than someone else because he was born into a certain religion or in a different side of the railroad tracks. Well, there's only one answer to that, gang. Tell him he's not so different. And he ought to be mighty glad of it. Remind him of the fix he'd be in if he were really as special as he thinks he is. Why, if he wasn't like everyone else, every time he got sick, he'd need a whole regiment of doctors with x-ray machines and fluoroscopes and whatnot to figure out where his liver might be and his heart and just how he's arranged inside. Well, luckily for us, gang, we're really all brothers under the skin. We have exactly the same number of bones and organs and teeth all arranged the same way no matter what our race or nationality. Now, sometime soon, the Red Cross may come into your community with a new blood donor drive. This is the civilian counterpart of the work the Red Cross did during the war, in which they collected and processed millions of pints of blood that were shipped overseas to be used in healing our soldiers and sailors. This collection of blood plasma, so necessary to save our lives, is possible only because all human blood is the same except for this one medically important difference, that there are four types of blood called O, A, B, and AB, 
but all races of man have all of these blood types. So you see, gang, we're all much more alike than we are different. So next time some wise guy claims otherwise, tell him it's all right with you if he wants to vote himself out of the human race. But he's liable to be awfully lonesome. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Returning to the missing Diana's Paris apartment with Raymond, Diana's dancing partner, Superman discovered Jean, the elderly caretaker, unconscious in the front hall. And now he is trying to revive the old man. Great Scott, look at that lump on his head. Yeah, he was struck very hard, mm, Superman. Certainly what? Uh-oh, he's starting to come to. Let me have that glass of water, Raymond. Here you are. Thanks. All right, now drink some of this, old fellow. Easy does it. Wonder what happened here. Yeah, we'll find out in a moment. Take it easy. There we are. Feeling a little better now, old timer? We. What? Oh. Where is he? Who? Easy now. Wait a minute. Don't try to get up yet. But. Now, 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 just just take it easy. Mm. Now, what happened? Who struck you? A man. I do not know him. He wore a mask on his face. A burglar, eh? He. Alas. I have forgotten. Vite. Someone lay gendarme. La pauvre mademoiselle. What? What poor girl? Whom are you talking about, Jean? Oh, Mademoiselle Lynn. Which one? Mademoiselle Diana's sister. Lois? What about her? Alas, alas. Lay gendarme. Someone lay gendarme. Well, what about Lois Lane? Tell me. I see she isn't in Diana's apartment, but what happened the to man. her? The man in the mask. He carried her away. What? He carried Lois away? We I tried to stop him, but... He struck me on the head with a gun, and then... Oof, great snitch! Oh, no. First Diana disappears. Now Lois is gone. Say, what goes on here, anyway? First Diana, and now her sister Lois Lane, have disappeared from the little boarding house in Paris. What has happened to the dancer and the girl reporter? What is the mysterious letter of which Raymond told Superman... The letter which Diana had said placed her in great danger. Is it upstairs in Diana's apartment? And will it lead Superman to the other two missing sisters? We'll find out in tomorrow's exciting episode, so be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 4 of The Mystery of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you will hear Tom Mix and his straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>